0: Yo, what up? Guess what? If you didn't already know, you are a child of motherfucking fireballs. Fireballs. Are you living each moment with shining intent? Are you utilizing those powers? Are you being a champion of the sun? Too many people make this mistake of simply existing like hermits on the shore, sipping their little margaritas with their pinkies out, and never leaving the security of their shell. But their fire? It's fucking weak sauce. Not you though. You got that hot sauce. You rule. You know how to kick it into beast mode. You know how to dive into the waters. Are you doing it? You're the king of tides. You're the queen of light. You're a maniac banshee doing backflips through treetops of resistance. You're a battleship smashing through waves, exploring new lands, and digging up treasures that are buried deep beneath those conformist, comfortable beaches. Yeah, you have breakdowns, we all do. Yeah, you have scars, we all do. But you also have wisdom of gold, and nobody can take that from you. You are truly alive. You are full of light. And you need to go put on those sunglasses before you blind the world. This is Heath Armstrong, and you are listening to Never Stop Peeking.
1: It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. all your schmuck friends piss their pants, get up and dance, rocket ship that booty, take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that boobie, cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack what you're thinking, fuck no, you'll never stop peeking.
0: A skid-a-marinkity-dinkity-dink, a dinkity dink a skid a doo what's up all of you? Uh, I am connecting from the other side of the world. Well, depending on where you're at, I guess. I'm in the Philippines. I'm with Jason. I think he's naked and passed out in the other room. I'm not sure. Uh, We're getting ready to go over and compile our team at a sweet-ass makerspace and start working on this launch for the Kickstarter, which you've probably heard of if you've listened to any of the other episodes. Um, So this is a super exciting time. It was... I wanted to talk a little bit about Resistance Gremlins to start because, well, fuck, on the way over here, it was like the entire universe was trying to stop me from getting here, and I know how important this is going to be. I know how important it is to get in a room with our team and and to launch the sweet-ass domination deck, and so a couple days before I left, I fell off of a bouldering wall when I was rock climbing, and I landed awkwardly with my feet, like, straight, my legs locked, and basically, I didn't feel it at the time, but I definitely felt like something weird happened, and then just a couple of days later, I woke up, and I couldn't walk, um, I had a herniated disc in my lower back, seven or eight years ago, and it took me forever to get over it, lots of physical therapy, and I reagitated that, and except this time, I feel like it was, the pain was so much worse than before, and I'm, I'm thinking like, you got to be shitting me, like this isn't, this isn't happening right now. Before I have to get on a plane for twenty hours, and I'm already kind of you know I'm tall, so when I get on these planes, it's usually my knees are already shoved in the back of a seat, and then I always get the the dude that sits in front of you that just puts his seat all the way back, and basically his head's just laying in my crotch area. Um, it makes it pretty uncomfortable for me, despite how awkward it may be for him. But what I was gonna say, what I was going to say is, I couldn't even walk the morning that I woke up to go to the airport. If it wasn't for Lindsay, my fiance, there's no way I would have been on that plane. She had to carry my bags. Um, we had to check one of them. And there was so many things that were going against us. We got in an argument on the way to the, to the airport. Cause she wanted to buy a roller bag. I let resistance get the best of me. I let fear get under my skin. I was acting like a baby. So we had a little fight. Then when we get into the airport, they don't put the pre-check on my ticket and the security line for the regular, uh, whatever the non pre-check peeps was too long. And I had this back brace on and I knew if I went through it, they would try to make me take that back brace off and it took her forever to put it on. So I had to go back and try to figure out how to get that damn pre-check on. I couldn't find the number cause I forgot my global entry card. So the stars continue to align against me. I'm running out of time because I have to get on this plane Finally get a number by just basically cutting like 40 people in the Delta line to talk to one of the representatives. I go through the regular or I go through the pre-check security line and the guy's like, you got to take that off. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And I'm like, dude, it's going to take me forever to put this back on. Please don't make me take this off. I got to catch my flight. I've got a herniated disc in my back. He's like, well, we're going to have to do extreme uh, security check on you now that you've showed us that and all this stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. So I go through the security. I basically grab my bag and just walk off because I'm like, there's no way I can deal with this kind of gremlin right now. <laughs> and luckily, there was some sort of force on my side because they didn't come after me or like do any more security screen. I just grabbed the bag and took off and it worked out well. Thank God. Um, could have ended up very badly. They could have, you know, dragged me into some back room and started giving me like anal canals, trying to figure out what I was hiding in my butt. But luckily there was nothing hiding in my butt. And you know, I'm a clean boy and I got through with that. So then I got on the plane and I'm like, it's just, it's, the pain is ridiculous for me. And I I haven't been through a lot of things in my life that uh, would have been like challenging as far as a physical pain goes. I mean, I've broken bones and things like that, but this is a whole nother level for me. And so I'm on the plane and this dude in front of me, well, I'm trying to get my computer open so I can write for my new project, which is called the Sweet Ass Book to Beast Up Your Motivation Muscle. And Scrivener is the program that I use and it will not open. It keeps crashing and I'm like, God, the gremlin forces are really coming strong. And eventually I just open up a Word document and start writing that way, but I can't reference any of the stuff I've already been working on. Then the guy in front of me, opens up a water bottle that's pressurized because we've taken off in the sky and it explodes all over me and my computer. (laughs) And so it goes down on my keyboard and I have to immediately turn the computer off, turn it upside down because I know what happens when water gets down in there because I've lost MacBooks before to ridiculous incidents of liquid. It may or may not have been urine instead of pee or instead of water. Uh, I'm not going to get into that story right now. Um, But it's not easy to fix once you get water down in there until it completely dries and then it's usually fine. But there were so many gremlins and, and I got through it and I got to a point where I was stuck at a layover in Tokyo and there was, I had to get this like 70 year old man to help me pick up my bag because I literally couldn't sit, squat, bend over anything to pick it up. And once he gave it to me, I was trying to hold it. I'm just trying to stand there and hold it. And I've never felt like I was going to pass out more in pain in my life. Um, so I didn't know how this was going to go, but I got to Manila the first day was rough, but thankfully Jason and uh, Jan, another baller on our team, were helping me carry the bag around. And then on top of that, um, I had some heat packs and some nice things that Lindsay packed for me. And I coughed randomly, and I felt this pop in my back right on around that lower back area. And ever since then, I've had like this rapid recovery. And so we're getting ready to rage, and despite the mass amount of gremlins that were against me to get here to make this happen i made it and now i'm talking to you waiting for jason to wake up in his passed out undie den or wherever he is he's actually probably running or working out or something that i don't know about Um, sneaking out early and i'm probably just sitting here procrastinating like a goon But when I talk about resistance and I talk about gremlins, you're going to probably see this through a lot of my work. And I suppose it deserves some sort of a brief explanation. So we experience this monster of resistance in our lifelong battle to create our freedom and to create our happiness. Some of the more common forms of resistance are things like fear, stress, anxiety, procrastination. And you can look at any brilliant author and philosopher Um, for as long as literature has been around. And you can see that resistance has been dissected in works. And one of the more modern authors that I'm a huge fan of, most of you probably may be familiar with if you're listening to this show, is Stephen Pressfield. and, And The War of Art is an incredible book. Turning Pro is one of my favorites. And there's good reason for this. I'm very into stoicism as well. I'm a huge Seneca fan. And there is something to say about this force that works against our creativity. So resistance is the enemy of creation, right? If we can identify it, and if we can suppress it, then we can create. And when we create, we create magic. But when we resist, when we conform to the death of creation, the death of ourselves, it gets rough. Because that's what we're doing when we resist. We're conforming to the death of creation. But when we create... We destroy resistance. Do you see where this is going? Obviously, to manifest a life of happiness and freedom and anything in alignment with our visions and our goals and our dreams, we must create it. Therefore, we have to get resistance out of the way. We have to destroy resistance. So, everybody experiences resistance, but not everybody can identify the beast. He can creep into life in disguise as comfort, as assurance in the forms of family and friends and opinions and outside influences. So it's impeccably important to be able to identify resistance. And then you can take all actions necessary to obtain, suppress, and slaughter those slimy motherfuckers. So if we attach Gremlin to the back of resistance, for me... It works really well, but it makes it easier to understand that resistance is a real living energy of evil that lives to dismantle our creations and hinder our progress. So then we can personify anything that stands in our way by attaching a gremlin face and a body to it. So you're going to see this gremlin theme throughout all of the rage create stuff throughout the sweet ass journal and everything in my world. There are email gremlins, there are Facebook gremlins, and other social media gremlins. There are alcohol gremlins, there are weather gremlins, sleep gremlins, exercise gremlins, focus gremlins, fatigue gremlins, energy gremlins, travel gremlins. These nasty little goons, they can show up anywhere, anytime, in any form. And it's not only humorous to envision them with gremlin heads, but it directly helps keep the focus on identifying and destroying anything that stands in the way of our persistence in our personal creative development. So just a reminder, and for anything going forward through this podcast, through Rage Create, through the Sweet Ass Journal, anything on my blog, resistance gremlins are your enemy. Keep your weapons sharp. Make those little bastards pee in their undies. Give them wedgies. Bully them. Steal and eat their fucking lunches. But most of all, start understanding that they are here. And when all these bad things happen... It's not that big of a deal. It's just these little gremlins that are fucking with you. And you know what they really, really hate? They hate when you ignore them. They hate when you laugh at them and you keep going. They hate when you take action. So I hope through this podcast and through the mass community of energy that we're creating together that we can all build muscles against resistance that we can build muscles to develop our happiness and our freedom and our mind strength so that we could take these fuckers down and pee all over their lunches after we eat them okay so now that i got that out of the way um there's a few other things that i want to talk about today i don't have any guests but i do want to give a heads up that later in these next couple weeks uh as I'm here in the Philippines with Jason and with the team, we'll probably be creating some pretty cool episodes to release, and I wanna talk a little bit about our process of compiling this team, how we put them together, why we're in the Philippines, and how this has transgressed from, I don't know if that's the right word, I'm i am not good with vocabulary, but how this has um, progressed from the first time we were like, oh my gosh, we should try to delegate one task. <laughs> We did everything ourselves before we had Amazon businesses, before we were doing um, anything with, with inspirational products or sweet ass journals or rage create cards or domination decks or any of that. It was that one step, that vision to want to have something more and to create that space to allow us to work on new projects. We had to delegate some of the things that we were currently doing and it started. And now we've got this incredible team in the Philippines. Um, so I'm gonna have Jason on. I'm gonna drag him in. We'll probably connect through the co-working hub. So keep an eye out for these episodes. It's gonna be sweet. If you guys are from want any more information on the Rage Create stuff, guys, we're launching a badass Kickstarter for the Sweet Ass Domination deck. And it's going live May 15th. And you can go to ragecreate.com right now. And if you join the pre-launch team in the list, basically what you're gonna get is a nice digital sample pack of some of the cards. So you look at them. On the front is this burst of affirmation. On the back is a mass burst of inspiration or motivation. And they're funny. They're humorous. They're unfiltered. They're geared towards this kind of new movement, um, new generation, non-woo-woo inspiration that doesn't fucking suck. Uh, You're going to like them. The graphics are incredible. And check that out. So you'll get a digital sample pack. You'll get a preview of my new book, sweet ass book, but the title of the ebook on the uh, landing page is 15. I think it's 15 motivational bursts to beast up your, your inspiration muscle or something. And there's some other goodies on there too, but most importantly, you'll get access to the early bird specials on the Kickstarter when they launch. So those are discounted tiers, and you'll get them before any of the public does. And so we're doing some really cool stuff with some sweet ass t-shirts that say like, I don't give a fuck about stress gremlins. And we've got this like octa squid uh, mascot that is just incredible. Well, Squidicorn, I should say, not squid. That would not make much sense because squids all have eight legs, but Squidicorn um, or Unisquid, whichever one you prefer. And it's really, really cool. So go check that stuff out at, at RageCreate.com. Also, for anybody listening who likes this show, If you wanna give me a hand and leave me a review on iTunes, I am donating $2 to the Health International Foundation school that I've been working with in Uganda for the little babies. There's 500 of them that are going to this school now. Only 150 are sponsored. um, And it's incredible what happens when they get sponsored. And so to keep that energy rolling forward, all you have to do is leave a review. I will donate the money, we work together, to bring common energy to this world. So if you want to do that, I'd really appreciate it as well. Um, Over the next few solo episodes in between guests, and I've got some more incredible guest episodes coming out, obviously, if you haven't listened to the ones with Jared and Gaza episode one and Jules Schroeder episode two, uh, and then we have Bree Seeley and Jason Moore and, and so many mind blowing people, (laughs) coming through. It's like, I don't even know how I get to know all these people. Um, you should do that immediately. And that's not going to stop. So I'm really, really excited for the future of what's to come on this show. But I want to talk to you guys about setting 100 day vision. And I want to talk to you about creating a sacred space. And then over the next couple solo episodes, we'll get into all of these different habits that I put into my life that actually allowed me to create this lifestyle where I never stopped peaking because they are the foundation that you need to continue to rise, to continue to build your mind strength and to understand, um, that there is a way to open up your awareness, despite if you meditate yet or not, despite if you think that it's all woo-woo bullshit or not. Guys, I was that way. I was closed-minded. I worked in the construction industry. I didn't meditate. I thought it was fucking ridiculous that people meditated. Um, And I'm going to teach you some things that will literally be anchors for the rest of your life if you actually put them into place, if you fill them out, if you modify them to be your own. Uh, Not everything that I do is going to be exactly what you need to do. And not everything that I do is something that I learned exactly from somebody else. You know, what we're doing is sharing a common idea that we can then mold to fit ourselves to become the best versions, to become our higher selves, so that we can do incredible things in this world. So I want to talk to you about creating a 100-day vision. Um, The way that the Sweet Ass Journal works is that we set a vision over a 100 day period and this is something I learned from Honoré quarter who's also coming on the show to talk about some gangster shit um, She is the author of over like 30 books that are on Amazon crushing it. She's a self-publishing maniac She's the one who taught me to write like I talk and she's incredible but a um, hundred days You know, we all get to the new year and we think look we have to set this goal for the whole year It's 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 stupid guys. It doesn't work um, I have long-term visions that maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe five years, maybe 10 years, that's great to have. But when you're setting a goal, that's too far. You give yourself too much time to procrastinate. You give yourself too much cushion. Because then what ends up happening is you continue to do the things that are working against your goals and your visions. You continue to do the things that invite resistance into your life. You procrastinate. You keep drinking. You don't start those exercise routines. You don't stick to it because you know. You have so much time before the end of the year to meet your goal. And then ben- eventually you just forget it by, you know, May. And then you just never do it again because you're getting closer to the next year. And you think, oh, I'll just set them at the beginning of the year again. And it's a continuous fucking loop of bullshit. And if you do that, you're a pussy. And you should fucking change the way that you do it or you're never going to be able to advance. That's just how it is. So 100 days. Why do we do 100 days? Because it's trackable 1% at a time. It's not too long. What was that? That's cool, I'm just doing a podcast, bro. I just told him that, I thought you were naked laying in your room. Uh, Really, damn. Yeah, I'll be done in a second, man. So 100 days because you can track it at 1%, right? Um, If you're on day 30 of creating a habit, then you know you're 30% there. And when I say 100 days, it is very unlikely that you're going to do 100 days in a row. People that teach habits probably like to say, hey, do 21 days in a row, do 100 days in a row. Look at me. I did an entire year of this. And it's, it's not realistic. Um, everybody has fall off days and they're healthy for you. If you can do something five days in a row, you deserve to have one or two days off. If you can do it six days in a row the next week, you deserve to have another day off. Like, There's nothing wrong with that. When I do the sweet-ass journal, I don't do it every single day. I have streaks usually of around seven to eight days, and I'll take a day or two off. But there's 100 days here. And the reason is because the goal isn't too far away, but it's close enough. And you can track it by 1%. You can always see your progress. And if you just slowly work towards it, you'll you'll gain some fucking energy that's out of this world. I mean, I just did 100 days of no drinking and every day it's like, you get to day 20 and it feels like it's been a long time, but then you blink and it's like day 80. Um, It's an incredible thing. And I, I feel like 21 days to create a habit, like most people say, is a little bit short. And yeah, I think a lot of people can accomplish that, just do three weeks of something, but that is not long enough time to make or break a habit that actually matters. When I started writing... I had to teach myself to create a habit to write so that I could create this lifestyle that I wanted where I get to write and share inspirational things and beast up people's motivation every day. And that started with me writing 10 minutes a day, just forcing myself to write 10 minutes a day to get over that idea that I couldn't write or that I couldn't think of anything on the spot. And then it progressed from there. And now, years later, two or three years later, I can sit down every single morning and I can write out a thousand words no problem um, I'm not saying that it's good not all of it's good most of it's shit 90% of it goes in the trash but the 10% that's good turns out to be the work that I share through things like this and it's just about being persistent enough over a long period of time to create the habit so that you're doing it without even thinking about it um, you know if you do 21 days and celebrate like when Bree Seely was on we talked about the whole 30 things she's like I just don't understand people, they always celebrate Whole30. Why isn't it Whole365? Like It's not something you do for 30 days and then go back to shoving cake and sugar uh, up your ass. You, You do it as a lifestyle, right? If it's something that you really want, you make it work. You have to be mentally tough enough to do it. So set a vision over 100 days. Think of something that you want to accomplish. Just start with one thing and write it down on a note card. I get a pack of note cards when I was leaving my job, when I was trying to work towards leaving my job. Let me rephrase that. And I set my vision for a 100 day period. I also set my long-term goal that I wanted to leave my job, but that's a different, different aspect. And I got a note card out every single day and I wrote down what my vision was for that 100 day period that I was working towards. And then I wrote two things that I would do each day to work towards that vision. And we'll talk about those freedom actions more because if you can pick the two things that are the most important things that you can do each day to work towards your vision, if you can do that every single day, if you can do that 70% of your days, you will be blown away with how much you can create, how much you can manifest, and how many of your visions that you can bring to life. It's no fucking joke. So the cool thing about the Sweet Ass Journal... If you guys want to see more of the layout, you can go to Amazon.com, uh, search Sweet Ass. I am ranking at the top of Sweet Ass over some uh, lesbian porn and something about a Sweet Ass potato cookbook. <laughs> but, you know, stiff competition on Amazon. and uh, Or just go to SweetAssJournal.com. There's more layout pictures. But there's all these different amazing sections of this journal, and there's a reason for it. And this is just about setting a vision at the beginning and then we can move more into things like gratitude practices and giving gifts and minimizing and eliminating distractions and and working with your freedom actions during the day and then reflecting on your freedom actions at night and celebrating your wins and understanding how to expand your mind around the abundance that you actually do have in your life, whether you believe it or not. All of these things kind of come together and they create this massive habit that will allow you to be... The fucking boss of any resistance gremlin that tries to come and ball gag you. Uh, you'll have them locked in the closet like the Gimp from, from Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's what you should be working towards. So, setting a vision is crucial. Now another thing that comes down to being a very important uh, aspect of my habits in, in working forward that isn't I want to say this is something that not everybody does, but if you feel like it's something that you could use or utilize, and I really stress that it is, because I'm, and I'm talking about creating a sacred space, which I'll get into in a second. Um, you have to create this kind of bubble where you allow the muse or the world or the energy to channel into you so that you can create, so that you can work towards whatever it is that you're working towards. And you can make excuses. You can run and hide. You can drink a bunch of whiskey and wake up face down, pants down under bushes as much as you want. But until you show up to meet the muse, until you show up to take action to create, you're never going to be able to do anything. And by creating a sacred space, it becomes sort of this place where your mind automatically triggers into the right set um, so that you can basically just step right into that office and create. It's kind of like when you go to work, like when you get there, you're in a different mind frame than you are when you're at home because you're used to what you have to do there and all those things start popping up in your head and it works out. So when I say these words right now, they come from my sacred space and without the space the majority of my writings and my ideas and my creativity, they would remain unbirthed or at the most suppressed, right? In the back of my mind, stored somewhere. And I used to be very ignorant of what a sacred space even was, let alone how to utilize it to maximize the mind and to create happiness and freedom forever. I lacked energy. I lacked happiness. I lacked success. But after my introduction to meditation and morning routines through the Miracle Morning and how Elrod My sacred space began to evolve. And it's no secret that having a special space to create can throw a switch in your creative brain. So any artist, any writer, uh, any type of creative will tell you that they usually receive a special inspiration from one particular place in their life. Maybe it's their garage. Maybe it's their basement. Who knows? Um, But I never had a structural plan, a structured plan. I found myself returning to the same spot over and over again to create. And it was more so just a a place to think, to observe, uh, look at life in the areas that I most wanted to develop in. And I really just started closing the door to outside distractions so that I could have solitude and peace. And it's not uncommon for many people in today's world to go through life... um, where they don't even have any personal time at all. So like of course they're not going to meditate. Of course they're not going to have a sacred space. They have no time. And I, I know that some people have a lot of kids. If, they, if you're one of those people. You can seclude off a special place. Where your kids should not be allowed. Um, a tiny little space. It doesn't have to be big. But it's important. Yeah, maybe when you lock yourself in the bathroom. You know like there, there are places. There are things that you can do. When you go outside. There can be a walk. Um, but. It's, it's a very important thing to have this kind of peaceful and relaxed mental space that you can reach a peaceful and relaxed mental state in. So all the magic happens in the sacred space. And in the state, the clutter of stress and resistance is it's slaughtered. It's released. In the magic tree of ideas, it starts to take root all around you. So when these ideas enter your calm and your peaceful mind, you're going to be in a clear enough state to observe, uh, to analyze, to take action towards manifesting happiness and creativity and visions in ways beyond what you could have ever imagined. And I know this sounds a little woo-woo, but it's, it's fucking real. A sacred space is, is the place that you need if you want to create the life that you love. Now, you could be just a straight super thug and you have your sacred space in your head no matter where you are, no matter where you're at. You can just zone in. And that is awesome. That's something that everybody should work towards as well. Um, But without like a physical sacred space, I probably would still be working in the construction industry. I'd be pounding whiskey every night. And you wouldn't be listening to this right now. Without a sacred space, Stephen King wouldn't have written Carrie to get his start. Nor the 90-something other books that he did after Carrie. It's worth giving a shot, even if you're resistant to it. Uh, Even if it doesn't sound like your thing, give it a shot. I think you'll find a a new love that you never knew existed. So I wanted to use this podcast to kind of give you a checklist for creating your sacred space so you can have some ideas because this is important to get started, to create these other habits that become an anchor if you have a sacred space and you have your 100 day vision and you're writing your vision on a note card every day and then you're writing your freedom actions that you're going to take towards that note card. if you do this while in your sacred space and you bring in a little bit of reading uh, to absorb good wisdom, you bring in a little bit of incense to get the uh, mood going. and then you can really just sit, relax and think about all the incredible um, all the incredible things that are going to manifest. Sorry, the music for the outro just started playing in my ear, and I didn't know what the hell was going on, so I froze up. But as I was on the subject of resistance gremlins earlier, I just recorded this entire podcast for like 25 minutes and then realized that I stopped it at that last point because that music started playing. (laughs) So this is take two of the checklist for creating your sacred space. Gremlins are real people. They are fucking real. Um, So yeah, let's blaze through this and I hope that it helps you get some ideas on what you can do. And again, if you go to heatharmstown.com forward slash voice, if you have any ideas about a sacred space that you use or any thoughts about this checklist, questions, you can leave a message directly on the website at Heatharmstrom.com slash voice and we'll play them on the show, answer questions and all of that goody, 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 goo juice uh, so I'm looking forward to that and interacting because we are all powerful as uh, you know a community like when we engage we're more powerful we're able to fight resistance off more and so don't be shy I'm an introvert I would never reach out and do that shit but if I had never done that if I never reached out to Amber Vilhauer the first time I was trying to make a change in my life if she never responded to me and connected me to Hal Elrod and Paul Kemp and all these people that changed my life drastically I wouldn't be here So reach out. Ask a question. Give me a thought. I would love to include your ideas and your thoughts in this show as well. Okay. Number one, section off an area of your house or your yard or your garage or your closet or anywhere anywhere else that you can achieve the most relaxation or silence possible. I know it's hard for some people, but if you're using an outdoor space, Consider like a canopy. Uh, I've seen people use tents and put like tapestries on the inside. Uh, Use other types of cover as well. And it's incredible to be outside during a, um, you know, a nice day. It can be really weird when it's raining, but you can get some cool energies that way too. But nature is the ultimate sacred space, right? You can scrap everything on this checklist if you just go outside most of the time. Because the amount of power that we get from recharging, like humans are solar powered, So when you're outside, it's the ultimate high. So if anything else, do that first. Um, But also, if you have a a workspace inside, like section off an area of your house or a closet or a garage or get in your bathtub or whatever the hell it is that you need to hide from everybody else where nobody's going to bother you. Number two, eliminate distractions and clutter that are in the space, including like excess furniture or televisions or nudie magazines or (laughs) Mobile phones, except unless you're using it for like meditation or music, or family or friends, or any other attention sucking rabbit holes that might come to break your attention from what's truly important, which is just relaxing and being at peace with yourself. So eliminate distractions and clutter. Hang up wall tapestries and artwork and other high energy and creative items which will resonate with uh, your energy and your motivation. So for me, I love artwork. We'll collect a piece from around the world, everywhere that we go, on the countries, and I get a different vibe from each one of them, and I think they all collectively add to my energy. Um, You could use tapestries if you want, sacred geometry posters. There's all different cool routes, but if there's something that you resonate with, put it around because it'll help beast your energy up. Lay down colorful rugs or yoga blankets or bolsters or stack floor pillows um, or something to sit on as a platform or to lay down on, whatever makes you comfortable. Everybody has a different preference. So if you're a floor person, rock that motherfucking floor. If you're a desk person, rock the desk. If you're a bed person, rock your bed. Whatever it is, try to keep it away from another type of space that you use often It's hard to like use your bed as your sacred space because while you sleep in it, you probably bang in it um, or you watch dirty movies and touch yourself in it. Who knows? It's not going to be in unison with what you need to be doing in your sacred space. So if you're doing that kind of stuff, keep it away from the sacred space because the sacred space needs to be pure. Another thing you should do is lay other items of meaning and value around your sacred space to remind you of how awesome life is. This could be pictures of your kids. This could be like fortune cookies that you pulled out that you've fallen in love with, that you've been following. Um, it may, this may seem a little weird to you, but it brings this type of thing brings energy and space uh, that you need for your healing, for your motivation to move forward. Whenever I go on a hike or I visit somewhere awesome in nature, I always pick up a small stone or a gem from the area And I bring them home and I set them around my sacred space. I have a little bit of petrified wood, too, and things like that. But I have rocks from incredible areas that I've explored all over the world, including Glacier National Park, where Lindsay and I got engaged, uh, Thailand, Africa, South America. I've got volcanic rocks. I've got just regular granite rocks. I've got sandstone, all sorts of gems. Um, And every time I pick up one of these stones, I get a little bit of inspiration to continue taking this sweet ass journey of life in the direction that I want. I remember all of these incredible places I've been. I remember all the experiences and what it's taught me. And it also encourages me to just continue enjoying the beautiful life that we have and to see this big, beautiful, sexy fucking world. Sorry, Mama Earth. I didn't mean to cuss with your name in it. That was not good of me. That was low energy and I'm sorry. You are beautiful. And I hope that everybody takes advantage of your exquisite nature. Also create a vision board and put it in a place where you can see it. So this is a topic that we'll probably cover in another episode, but opening your eyes after a meditation or a focus session to all the awesome things that you're working towards, uh, manifesting in your life on a vision board. Like there's nothing better than that. And in a nutshell, I hate that corporate term. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But to describe this in a very minimal way, if you don't know what a vision board is, you're basically putting images of what you want to have in your life on a board and then you're looking at them every day. And I take it even a step farther. Like when I created the sweet ass journal, I did a little mock-up and then I wrote my sweet ass journal on it. I learned this from Dave Lent who will also be on the show um, because that helps me say it out loud. So like my journal, I'm inviting it into this world. I'm inviting it to the dinner, right? And then I'm letting it manifest into my mouth, down into my body, where it's going to take root and become part of me and eventually come out into the world. And and no, not come out in like a dookie form. Come out in an energetic form. Release that energy. And it's really fascinating because you're rewiring your brain to subconsciously believe that these things are real. And so then all of a sudden, you're making decisions in the moments that help you move towards those visions that are on your board, as opposed to away from them without even knowing it. And that's how these things come to life. So if you're looking at these things every day and saying, my sweet ass journal, you know, my lifestyle, my trip to Italy, whatever it is, all of a sudden you're in Italy, you have a sweet ass journal in your hand, like it's crazy that kind of feeling that you get. But vision boards are a huge thing. So put that in your sacred space where you can see it and then add three primal elements to your setting. So add water, add plants, part of the earth, and add fire. So by water, I would just keep a a mason jar of water with you at all times to replenish your body, to take a sip, um, to wash your face. Whatever it is, you can dip your fingers in it and just put it on your face. Water is the magic of life. It's what allows us to flow, right? It's the catalyst for our energy. So keep it around. It's important. You'll remember that you have an abundance of this. And not everybody does. Not everybody has an abundance of water. There are plenty of places where they don't even have a well. You know, little girls are walking down mountains to collect five-gallon buckets out of like swampy, murky water that they're drinking because they have nothing else. So be thankful and your abundance is, is, is a magic. And to have that reminder, it really helps put you in the right mindset. Introduce if you're a few purifying plants. So green in the area is perfect. And by green, I don't mean like massive amounts of weed, which also could be perfect. But to ensure that you're getting pure breaths that you deserve during your practice, you should introduce some of these air purifying plants. And these also really help for sleep too if you want to put them in your bedroom. But some of the plants would be like English ivy, peace lilies, the snake plant, uh, spider plant, devil's ivy, uh, the weeping fig, bamboo palm, Chinese evergreens, aloe, and various other ferns, and rubber plants too are really good. Um, So so consider that. Put that earthy, crunchy, granola-y vibe in there and you'll have your water and you'll have your plants and you're two out of the three right there. So then let's add the third piece and that would be like selecting candles or incense or sage or something to burn around your sacred space, um, to fulfill the third element. I burn the best incense ever. It's called India temple incense. You can get it on Amazon. You can get a giant box. They burn slow and it's mega cheap and it smells so much better than everything else. It's like the perfect vibe. It's a yellow box. You can also go to heatharmstrom.com, Check the resources page. There's a direct link to it. Um, But fire is the element of creativity. Fire is what gets under your ass and puts you into gear. It's what allows you to take action. Fire and action are one, and you want action. So introduce fire into your sacred space as well. And then I suggest keeping a timer around. It's not a big deal if you don't. Some people don't like that at all because I am a fan of flow as well. But sometimes it helps with a timer to give yourself a certain amount of time to read a certain amount of time to write, especially if you only have like 60 minutes and there's several things you want to accomplish in your, in your sacred space. Um, like if you're doing an entire miracle morning routine or if you're doing the sweet ass journal and things like that, it can be very helpful. And the timer that I use is the insight timer. And it's my favorite because it's not only a timer, but it's a resource for a massive amount of guided meditations and binarial beats and, it's a community where you can connect with other people who are meditating and there's also meditation music. And so go to insighttimer.com if you wanna check that out. Again, all these links that i mentioned will be on my website at HeathArmstrong.com forward slash podcast as well. If you find this episode in the show notes, um, you can check that out. And then I also encourage you to listen to music that inspires you in your sacred space. So turn the volume down. If you're in creation or meditation mode, so it's kind of like this background elevator music. If you have Spotify, rock out some of those amazing classical stations or the meditation playlist or the om chanting playlist or the yoga playlist. There's some good brain-focused ones. One of the dudes who's super thug that I love is called Duder. I think it's D-E-U-T-E-R. But he's like this old, incredibly gangster, like, German composer and he just puts out like the most peaceful beautiful albums and there's like 50 of them on Spotify Uh, so check him out man he's so good and it's just like the best background music ever that I always have playing and then be mindful of the number of books and educational items that you have in the area because it can become a distraction like we talked about earlier determine which ones you are currently using to manifest your sweet ass freedom buds and to get towards your vision that we talked about earlier in this episode, but keep all others away from your sacred space, because in reality, your mood is gonna change, so you're gonna want a couple different outlets based on what you're feeling that morning or that night um, to engage with, but if you have an entire library, it can distract you from any type of focus. You can procrastinate by just keeping you know, diving into things that aren't really contributing to your visions or your goals or your dreams at the moment. So read and educate yourself on topics that are related, to personal development and store the rest in the locker uh, for another time. So, one of the staples that I have around is "Be Here Now" by Ram Dass, and it's just great to keep there all the time. And there are things that are great all the time. But if you do this, like you have all your elements, and you have just a couple books that are in alignment with your visions and your goals and your dreams, and you have like the incense burning and, and the rocks around you, or you know maybe you're into putting dirty used underwear around you or something like whatever it is that juices up your inspiration, um, this stuff starts coming together. And then I would also recommend optimizing your lighting preference. So if you like bright lights or light dimmers, me personally, I love bright lights. I know other people who enjoy dim and relaxing lighting. It all depends, Um, but whatever you love, make sure it's there for you. So you can set the mood and you can make sexy time. Ooh, with your creative side. Um, It it always works well and sometimes I do dim it, but for me, I like that super bright light because it reminds me of the sun and it reminds me of fire and I like action. And then also decorate your sacred space with your favorite inspirational quotes, mantras, memes. If it wasn't for a handful of quotes that I have had in my sacred space since I started having a sacred space, I don't think I would even be where I am today. Um, They are powerful reminders when we need them to be the most. Every day is a bonus round. Slow down and enjoy something beautiful. was one of the first ones I added. Still there. And it is a catalyst for me. It's a reminder to slow down and remember that everything is fine. Everything is beautiful. And resistance gremlins ain't got shit on me or you. So decorate your space with some inspirational quotes, mantras, memes. Print them out. Write them out. Paint them out. Whatever it is that you want to do. Bang them out. Put them there. That sounded kind of ridiculous but bang them out and if you want keep a 100 day tracker so i included one of those in the bonus materials for the sweet ass journal if you don't have a journal you can like create um, a excel spreadsheet or keep a hand journal around and just keep a tracking checklist so that you can maintain the awareness of your progress that you're making. So all I do is I just check in that I that I visited my sacred space and then I make a little note about what I did that day or what was the subject topic. Was it in alignment with my visions and my goals and my dreams? And it helps me stay on track. So consider doing that. And then ultimately, one of the most important things you can do also is just to keep writing pads in a journal around so that you can jot down ideas to plan your world domination takeover, whenever inspiration strikes. Make sure you have pens and paper and a canvas for scribbling your brain maps and your masterminding outlines and pinpointing the direction that you have uh, towards your happy and your free lifestyle because when you're in your creative space, that's when the muse comes. When the muse comes, you better be ready to channel these kind of ideas into a physical form by writing them down so that you can then have them and remind yourself of what they are so that you can work towards them. When you're writing down your freedom actions every day on a note card, you can make sure that they're in alignment with your ideas and with your vision. Uh, And it all kind of just works together in a sexy way. So I hope that this sacred space checklist uh, works in jotting, you know, juicing up your mind to get some ideas. I would love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are. Again, it HeathArmstrom.com forward slash voice. I've got some really exciting things coming out soon on this podcast. I'm going to get Jason over. We're in the Philippines. We are going to uh, release some pretty, pretty cool episodes. Pretty, pretty cool episodes coming out. And he's got his clothes on now. So I think he's ready. We're going to go ahead and head on over to the sacred space. I mean, the work, the co working space. I guess it could be a sacred space too, but. <laughs> Um, and yeah, after going through this podcast twice, cause I didn't record the first time my voice is feeling pretty hoarse. So I hope that this energy helps you guys, um, look internally to something that you can work on. I hope that you can then go out into the world and manifest some amazing things and start working towards your freedom because the people around you, you know, once they start seeing you making positive change, they'll get that energy infection too they'll start making positive change. And that's how we work towards the greater awakening. There's a physical version of this checklist in the bonus material for the Sweet Ass Journal. Um, If you want one away from that, I may put this in the show notes as well so that you can just download it. Um, So go check out the show notes. But if you want all the other bonus material, plus access to the live Q&As that we do with experts in the Facebook group, get a Sweet Ass Journal and there's there's a link inside that'll take you to all of those goodies. Um, and then that's it. That's all I got today. Thank you to everybody who has left me a review on iTunes, uh, for the money that goes towards help international on behalf of them and these kids that I still talk to every day. Um, not every day, but I think about them every day. I talk to them quite often. They're truly grateful. You know, they get one meal a day. So if you just leave a review, I'll send $2 for every review. So the more reviews you get, the more money I will keep sending to them and more kids will get sponsored. And it's a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing. So I'm not going to tell you that you have to do this. It's the ball is in your court. There's corporate turn number two for you that I fucking hate, but it works in this situation. So uh, the ball is in your court. What are you going to do? Do it, do it. Stand up for these kids. And yeah, thank you all for listening. You're all incredible I'm really happy to be here. I'm so pumped to be podcasting again. Go back and listen to some of the other incredible episodes with Jared and Jules and Bree and Jason. Um, And yeah, may may all the inspiration in the world be with you, and I will talk to you all later. Ta-ta!
1: There's a place called space and it's got the magic There's a place called space and it's got the balls There's a place called space and it's got the passion There's a place called space where we can smash the walls There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity And the chatter of the confidence slaughtered at birth In this place called space where we'll build a factory of smalls That we'll assemble with our minds and sell to Earth
2: Oh, hello everybody this is Todd, it's so good to have you drop back in again. I uh, just wanted to give you a shout out for all the links that were mentioned in this show. You can go to heatharmstrong.com and click the uh, the cute little podcast tab at the top. Uh, and You can find all the episodes and some very giggly style show notes on there, as well as all of the sexual resources that we ever mention. You can also get to links to join the giveaways. Uh, you can find information on how to leave a voicemail for this show, so we'll play it. And then, most of all, uh, you can just pack that sweet, sexy little brain with inspirational motivation to help get your ass out in the in the world and light that baby up and create the life that you love. So, heatharmstrong.com. Uh, click the podcast tab. Also, I just wanted to give a shout out to Matthew Jaggers for this sexy little. Call of the Jungle sound bits that you heard as transitions, as well as Jeremy Thomas, as always, for the intro and outro collaborations that he's done with Heath. And then uh, if you need to follow Heath on social media and you want to check out his muscles, just follow him at heathfistpumps.com. He's wandering around the Philippines right now, and I'm sure that he would love to interact with you if you send him a nice little DM and say something sexy. So until next time, I hope all of you have an incredibly amazing, relaxed, beautiful time. And we'll see you then. Ta-ta, folks.